So today's stop is daf vav in moi cotton. And we learn for a four shlema for Yosef Masriel ben Alazar ben Ruma and for Elon Shama of Vega Bas Yosef. Vega Bas Yosef. All right. So let's see. We got yesterday down to the fourth line on Dabav Amen Aleph. Rabbi Romer, Achie Shum Zokain O Talmud. Rabbi says that if you come across a field, a cemetery of sorts that's that's marked, that's marked with. Uh, that it's a cemetery, right? There's markings there, there's graves. So the Tanakama said, well, if there's if it's been plowed up, then you can assume that there's no more graves there because they wouldn't uh, plant trees, etc., and deal with it if it's if there's still graves. So uh, that's what you can assume. Rabbi says, no, you have to know that there's a zakan, there's an elder, a Talmud Chacham, or a Talmud of sorts, who knows, Rashi says, who knows that it's been plowed up. And he knows that there's no graves there. As we said yesterday, that's Rashi's chat. Ravitz, the Ravitz says, they know that it's more than that because it's not, anybody could be, if there's a witness that it was plowed up, there's no issue. The point is that there's a Tamil there who's in the city who knows that you're not supposed to plant trees in a cemetery. And therefore, if there's trees planted there, it's been plowed up. You can rest assured that there's not. In other words, you have to have a needed Tamil who knows the rules because other people don't know. Other people think that you can plant trees in the middle of the cemetery and plow it up and without without plowing it. And, and therefore, uh, you could do whatever you want. And uh, there's no indication. The fact that it's um, that there's trees there is not an indication that there's not a cemetery. So you need a Tamil who knows to do that. Not everybody's bucky. The Lushnev, Anakam, Bucky, Bedover sounds more like the Rivet, that people don't know that. People don't know that you're not supposed to plant trees in a cemetery. And therefore, it's possible that even though there are trees there, it's possible that the graves are still there. Only if a Tamil Chacham is there, he'll know to keep things in sort. But as far as if you know that it was plowed up, then any Aiden would be good according to Rivet. Omar Abai, Shramana, you see here at Sumer Abon and Digamasa, if you have a rabbi in town, all the issues of the town are dependent on him. It's not simply people asking the question, is the animal kosher or not kosher? Is the shechita good or not? It's not simply questions, but all things are related to taking care of the public needs should be addressed to him and should, he should be consulted with on all these issues. Let's say so underneath that mark, underneath that stone, let's say it's a stone, so the, underneath there is Tame. Stein, let's say you find two stones. What does that indicate? In if there's some cement, some plaster in between them, Tame, then Benayim is also Tame. In other words, that shows that if there are two stones and there's some cement placed in between there, that shows that there's a grave underneath there too, underneath that area in between. So not only under the, under the stones is it Tame that you assume there's a body there, there's a dead body, but even between the stones. Then Ain Sidbenayim. If there is nothing there between them, then Ben Antor. Then the two rocks are to show that under each rock, each rock is like a monument, but between the rocks, it's okay to walk according to walk there. The Afagav the Lekachorish, even though it hasn't been plowed up, even though it's a, a if it's been plowed up, that's what we saw yesterday, even a, even a field that had a dead body that was lost in there somewhere, but if the whole field was plowed up, it's no longer tummy because there's no, there's no dead body there anymore. All there could be are remnants or shards or, or little fragments of the dead body, and those are not metame, but oh well, you can just blow them away or make sure that if the fuel is trodden upon, it's totally tar. So here he says, even though it hasn't been plowed, 
But if there's two stones and there's no plaster in between them, no cement in between them, there's no white there, then between them is tar. I says the Gemara Vatani, we learned it seems otherwise. We learned Matzah, and Achas. If you find one stone, Mitsuyet, it's a marked stone, meaning a stone says, here's a grave. Tachtet doesn't even say, you know, here lies so-and-so, right? R.I.P. It doesn't say just that it's, it's marked that there's a dead body there. So Motzav and Achas Mitsuyenes Tachtet Only under the stone itself is Tame. Shtayim, if there are two stones, Im Yesh Choresh Tor. If it's plowed between them, then they're Tor. Im Lav It's Mashma. That if it's not plowed, it's Tame between them too. Even though we just, we said before that if there's two stones and there's no cement in between them, that it's uh, that it's between them is tar when if it's not, even though it's not plowed up, you, it's not there at all. Here he says, it's only tar if it's plowed up. It's only in yesh chorish tame. So it seems to be a steer. Here it's mashma that if you have the two, if you have two stones and between them is plowed, then it's okay. Then between them is tar, but there's no body there. But if it's not plowed, it's mashma that it's tummy, even though apparently there's no plaster. I'm Papa, no. Here, what happened was this there was plaster on top of each stone, and it's sort of dripping down. It was dripped down, it, it, it fell down between the two of them in each direction. If it was plowed up, in other words, the case over here, the second case, is not speaking where there was no plaster at all, there was plaster, and it had fallen between the two stones also. But if it was plowed up, then Benayan Tar, if it was plowed up, you can assume why is it tar? You can assume that the reason there's plaster on the ground between them is because when they plowed it, the, the plow rubbed against the stones and some of the flakes of the cement fell down in between. The Iqbal, that, that, that made, the, that made the, uh, the plaster peel off from the stones. Be low, but if not, if it wasn't plowed in between, then Sid the Baini Baini would come. Then, then, then simply, why is there cement falling between the two rocks? Apparently, it's uh, it was cement that was placed there on purpose. Otherwise, why would it be on the ground? And that's indication that there's a dead body there. So again, if there's two, if there's one stone, it's under the dead body's under that stone. If there's two stones, dead body's under the two stones. But in between is okay, even though it wasn't plowed. But if there's cement, even stragglers of cement, fragments of cement between the two. Then if it was plowed, you can assume it was due to the plow that caused it, but not because there's really a body there. But if it wasn't plowed, you have to assume there was a body there. Amravasi, let's say you have a, a field and there's dead bodies there. Now, you know, we have a different today. Today, the cemeteries are all marked and we know where you can go, where you can't go. But let's say you had a field and one boundary was Mitsuya and was marked. So who Tommy Bukhala Torah? One side, that side is Tome, and the rest is Torah because you got a big field. Remember what we said, as we'll see at the end of this, uh, at the end of these few lines, that when you mark the graves, you have to mark it near the grave, but not on top of the grave, right? On top of the grave, it's not good because then by the time a guy gets there, it's too late. But but and if you mark it too far away, <laughs> then you you've said that, that you know you you've limited Eretz Israel. You've marked that stuff off and said those are unusable areas. Quantum can't walk there. So it makes her echad between if one boundary is marked, who tell tar. The rest of the field is tar. Shnaim, let's say two sides, north and east, are both marked. Then hang to me, again, only those sides are tar. What about the rest of the field? There's no indication that the rest of the field is coming. Shlosha, even if three sides, north, south, uh, uh, north, east, and south, let's say, are all marked, still, 
those sides are tummy because it's not marked in the rest of the field. But arba, if all sides, arba, if all four sides are marked, then hain tar, and the sides themselves are tar. We'll see why. Because that's how you mark a whole, how do you mark a whole uh, cemetery? You have a, let's say the cemetery's got four sides. So how do you mark it? By, by marking it on all the sides, right? Or you have a gate today, you'd have a gate, you know, et cetera, it's marking it. You don't mark it in the middle. So he says, if all four sides are marked, that's an indication the whole thing is tummy. But the sides themselves could be tahor. I'm not talking about whether inside a gate like we would have today, inside a wall or a gate of some sort. Why? why? The Omar Mar, and the Chalas articles may, but that side, the, the sides themselves are tahor. The Omar Mar, so the way Rashi learns here is, what's the reasons giving over here? He says, because we learned before, we learned yesterday that you don't keep the marking from the grave too far because otherwise you'd be mouthed at Eretz Yisrael, so you don't have it on top. So Rashi says, In other words, if you only have one side or two sides or three sides, so what about the ones that's far away? You can't, it would be too far away from some spot. But if you have all four sides, that's an indication that everything inside starts. So what's, so why is, why are the sides themselves tar? So he says, so here, here Tosa says, Different than Rashi. In other words, Rashi says that is a reason why you have to mark it, uh, why, why uh, it's really going on the first three cases, first, second, and third. That's why, because if, if the rest of the field would be Tome, besides the first, second, one, two, and three sides, then, uh, then the markings are too far away because the rest of the field is far away from there. So Rashi is giving the reason for the first three. Tosis is giving the reason, Tosis says the reason is he has a different quote. He says he's giving the reason why are the four sides tar? You say if all four sides are marked, the whole field inside is tummy. Why are the four sides themselves tar? So Tosis gives that reason. He says Rashi learns that way. It was far the Amar Mar, the, the fourth Tosis. That's the reason. Not because there's two things we said. You don't mark the mark too far away because otherwise you'll you'll uh, you know you're limiting your your you're making the whole Eretz Yisrael small. They can't walk there. And the other thing we says you show, you don't put it on top of the kever because by the time the get gets there it's too late. So he says that's why the Eimam even seen the makom atuma unehi the buruch echad or shnayim or shlosha yeshlam mechol tachtei atamei right kain tuma pachas meetzim because it's nearby because where are you going to put it? Avol ba'arba yeshlut lasu tuma cholasad lefichet tatantar. In other words. By marking it that way, you have to assume maybe underneath it, underneath themselves. If somebody, if it's marked right on that edge, on the edge, that's not tummy, because as we learned, on the edge where, where you where the stone is marked, the stone is not on top of the grave like we would have today. Today, the stone is on top of the grave, we assume, <laughs> unless things have moved around. Anybody who has been in the Beit Shemesh Cemetery this week will know that things are floating over there. Apparently, yeah, things they're a swamp in a lot of places. You know, George was there the other day. You know, so so, but normally they're supposed to be underneath. But here we know because you're going into a cemetery, so you have to be careful. But if it's out in an open field somewhere, so we said don't mark it on top. So therefore, if all four if all four sides are marked, that's a way to indicate that the whole field is. But under the sides themselves, that could be taller. Right. So so they they had no. So the time of the Sanhedrin. Which was right. later. They had the, you know, we have uh, Sanhedrin. We have, we have some, but, but out, out, but out throughout the country, throughout the whole country, 
they didn't have marked cemeteries like we have today. We had there was some news the other day. There are 700 different Chevrolet Kadisha in Eretz Israel. 700. Can you imagine? Forget about all the scandals. That was the news story. But I'm just telling you, the fact that there's 700 Chevrolet Kadisha tells you how many cemeteries there actually are. Today, things are different. But in those days, they weren't marked. You know, it wasn't long ago in America, places too, people, they buried grandpa in the backyard. You know, that's, that's what they did, right? So this is what this is what you have over here. All these issues wouldn't be an issue if you have a mark, if you have a, that people only bark. Don't forget, in those days, if somebody died on the road, like, you know, what do you do? You know, they didn't have, uh, uh, you know, refrigeration and all that kind of stuff. You know, the guys on the road, what do you do? They buried them on the road. They buried them wherever they could. So you got to be careful. Somebody, somebody had a field. Yeah. And they thought that there may have been a dead body. There right. May can, have been. They, can they just plow the field? They plow the field. And they said, okay, that's it. Now. If, if they, that's what we saw. That's the base of Pras. They put now, if you know there's a dead body there, it could be starting a mess also, if you know where the body is. But if you don't know where it is, it was buried somewhere in the field. There's a possibility. Yeah, you can plow the whole field. That's, that's the base of Pras. If you plow the whole field, then there's no more dead body there in terms of Ohel, because there's no full body. There might be particles, and the coin shouldn't touch them either. So the particles, if the if it if the, the way to do it would be to plow the whole field and then to uh, trot on the field, the whole field, so that any particles would be sunk in the ground, then there's no chance of a coin becoming tummy. Correct. And the shul in Crete, the, shul, the old shul in Crete. Yeah. There's a, a, a the walk inside the shul, and next to it is a room. The chief rabbi is buried there. Right. In, in, in the room. In, in, yeah. I walked in. Yeah. Lahavdu. Elephant like by the church. So, you know, yeah. yeah, that's what they do. They, they bury them in the church too. Yeah. And so he said, on during Chalamoy, the messengers of Bezin go out to check the fields for client. Now, the real issue here is on, on Chalamoy, that's what you're waiting for. You got, you got many other, you got another 340 days in the year. You know, why, why wait? What's going on? So, it's the first requires about they go out to check on fields that have client. On Chalamoy, for a minute we learned or We had this before, right? We had this in Megillah. We had it in Shkolim. Mashmin The first day of Adar, they announced that you have to give the Shkolim so that people should have the Shkolim there by Nisan because in Nisan we learned you have to bring the Korbanos from the new monies. And they announced people to check their claim. Also on the 15th of Adar, Koranos and Megillah, we read the Megillah of the Krochim in Yerushalayim, Makomas that have a Choma uh, from the time of Yeshua ben The Yogs and the Kavitz they go out to remove the thorns from the roads. We'll attack on the to fix the streets of Lamed and the measure of the mikvahs. Bos and Kol they do all the Tzacharabim, Umetzayin and Esek Baros. Now this mission sounds very much like our Mishnah, right? But there's a few other things there. And they mark the graves, the Yogs and Alakayim on the 15th. In other words, on the first of the month, they announce it. On the 15th, they're already going to check. So you see, going to check for climb on the 15th of Adar. Why are we doing this in the middle of Cholomoy? Let's assume Cholomoy Pesach here. So Rav Lezer, Rav Yosef, Rav Chenia, two answers. Chad Omar, There's early crops and late crops. The early crops are checked in Adar. The late crops are checked in Nisan, Cholomoy. Chad Omar, Seeds, if it's grain, grain starts earlier. That's an Adar. And the vegetables, the vegetable crops are checked out in, in, um, in Nisan, in, in, in Nisan. Okay, so that's um, that's as far as why there's a need to go out at that time of year. But why Dafka Chalamoy? We'll get to that. This business that we check on the 15th of Adar, the early stuff, and the later stuff on, uh, let's say, the 16th, the 17th of Nisan, that's only if you can't tell the, it has 
hasn't blossomed yet. If you could see stuff growing, people could see stuff growing, then you go out whenever is necessary. Besson sends out people to, uh, to uh, you know, find the peoples. We'll see they're fined and, they're, and their fields are, are, uh, are uh, tampered with, as we'll see. But why go out Chalamoy? So go out before Yantif, go out after Yantif. Why Chalamoy? Cheap labor at that time. Because all the people aren't working. It's like right now during the pandemic, right? You can get cheap labor. You're looking for workers. There's people who need work, right? A lot of people have been out work for close to two years. So it's cheap labor then because normally people don't work. So it's you can get to the, you can buy the labor cheap. Uh, so who, whose money are you saving? When these workers are paid to go out and and uh, these are basically uh, what we call pakachim supervisors are going out to check the fields, you pay them in trumas you pay them from the holy money in the the holy money from the trumas from the money that was donated by the shkom. There's different kinds of shkom. Some for the some are, we said for bedekabayas. Some is for uh, regular trumas solution. Some is for kabbonos. So you see, you pay them at Why? If you tell the, if you tell them that they should pay, you know, like the restaurants here, you tell them that the restaurants have to pay for the mashkiach, right? If we pay them from the balavatim themselves, so What do we care? Send them out. Why? Why dafkin cholamoyd? Send them out before. Let them pay. Call kamen debal. Leakman. Whatever they, whatever their regular wages is. You know, the minimum wages, whatever it is, fifteen shekels an hour, whatever it is. You pay them, uh, pay them whatever they want. Bad comma. Now, how much is checked? What's considered client? So interesting thing, you see from this Gemara that if the client is not visible, if it's not visible to the eye when you're mixing it, it could be that it's not an Easter, even though it's also in a Torah, but it's got to be a, an amount that's visible. Bad like we learned, Kol Rova, every saw, that's one measure that has a Rova Kav, which is 124th, from the other species. And here we're talking about species of seas. I'm not talking about Kerem, because Kerem has to all be destroyed. But here, the Gemara says, you might, you can, um, you can diminish it, right? You diminish that amount, meaning you take away the bad seed. If the Minach, you diminish it. If it's in the, so still in the seed form, you can diminish it. If it's already growing, then you have to uproot it. What are you talking about? The, the Takana was that the supervisors go out and if they see that you have climb in your field, mixed species, they, they, they make the whole field ownerless. That's your, that's your Knas. So it's low Kasha. Where we have this elsewhere for there was a, it was before the decree and after the decree. What was the Takana? The Tanya Barishona Yoke, the supervisors used to come, they would see climb in the fields, they would uproot it, they would take it out with a machine or their hand or whatever, they would take it out, and throw it in front of the animals on the farm. They're very happy for two reasons. Two, two reasons. So number one, they were weeding their fields because the Balabat themselves maybe were not happy with all the climb and they were taking out all kinds of stuff. They were uprooting the all the 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 climb and maybe other stuff with it, so they were effectively weeding their field for them. They were giving their they were giving cattle feed to their animals. So the Balabatim says, "Sure, do all you want." But let's see, the base of Mikdash is paying for the workers, right? They're uh, harvest. They're t- t- doing my land for free. They're taking out the weeds and they're feeding my animals. So they said, "No, no, no! Don't feed the animals." Take the uproot the climb and throw it on the road so that the owner doesn't get to feed his animals from that stuff. I die, you know, there was still some some saying, but still they were happy that the fields were being weeded for them. They said they're gonna they're gonna make the whole field abandoned 
that anybody could take it. That was the knas they did so that the people should uh, should observe the climate. Now we had Rabbi Ben Yaakov back in that phase when we were searching for who's the town of our Mishnah. Rabbi Ben Yaakov says over here, Moshkin Right, Rashi learns we're speaking about regular asada base of all, a regular field, but here one of the trees maybe needed some water and another tree had too much water. So since there's not a lot of tircha involved, you could even do that on Cholamoy. Okay, we're not talking about here on, on, uh, on Shemitah, we'll talk about Shemitah later. But here he says on Cholamoy, it's not considered a lot of work just to draw, you're just taking the water from one tree and drawing it to another. It's a small amount of work. And therefore, since, since there could be a loss, it might dry up. So, uh, you know, you're, the field could be, I says, I says uh, uh, that you can't do the whole field. One tree is like, a, it's like a field that needs irrigation and it's too much, uh, it's, a, it's a big loss. So you could do that, but you can't do, you can't uh, water the whole field. And by watering, we mean really taking water, uh, driving water from a water source and irrigating the whole field. That's already considered Tirchiyaseira. Okay, that's considered Tirchi. He said, Rashi learns it's based upon, others learn differently, that's a Pashim Shah. But we said, you don't see here, remember we said where Makam Seda, Rashi doesn't talk, it, it, it's not clear that Rabbi Yaakov holds about Makam Seda, that's why we couldn't say that the mission back on the base was Rabbi Yaakov when we said it came out like Rabbi Yudah. You, you can have a field that's got all these irrigation slots in it. Right. And, then, and you can just, and there's a water source someplace. Right. Just open it up and. Yeah, so, right, so. So it's not a lot if it depends. So it depends on the, on the amount of work. Right? That's what we said. And that's what we said that you're allowed. To, if it needs irrigation, the Mishnah said you're allowed to. That's what we said. You're allowed to do that. The first Mishnah said, they if it's from a spring. However, if it's not from a good water source, if you got to schlep it from a pool or from rainwater, then it involves two extra work. You're right. If there's no extra work, then it's okay. Because the issue of Cholamoyed is not watering it. You see, Shemitah is you're not supposed to make the things grow, right? That's one, That's the issue on Shemitah. On Cholamoyed, the issue is work. And it depends on the amount of work. So Bezalel says one tree to another, that's okay. But if you're going to feel the whole thing, that's too much work. Let's say you didn't water these seeds in a particular area before Cholamoyed. You shouldn't do it on Cholamoyed because if you didn't need it for Cholamoyed, obviously they can last through Yantif. Right, so you so you don't do it on Moed since you didn't do it before, right? So Lavi Pseida, Lomash Kasita, wait till after Chalamoid. That's all Rav Lazarben Yaakov, who in a way holds a little bit like Rabuta of our first Mishnah, right? But we said we couldn't prove the whole thing from Rabuta from Rav Lazarben Yaakov because we said Mokum Seda. That was the Gemara said at the first of the wide lines in the face and Olive. Mokum Seda Mishamisle. What do we? Where, where do you hear about Pseida? So here Rav Lazarben Yaakov is not clear about Pseida. So. He's sort of like our Mishnah, but not 100%. So we said our Mishnah, first Mishnah goes like Rabbi Yehuda. Here we have the Chachomom, Matim The Chachomom says Rashi is Rabbi Meir. Remember we have Rabbi Meir? Rabbi Meir says you're allowed to do work of Cholamoy, even where it's not a Pseida, even where you want to make money, where it's a loss. What do we say? Cholamoy, the rabbi said, you don't do work on Cholamoy, right? Unless there's a, uh, unless there, it's a, uh, a half set involved, unless there's a, um, uh, uh, unless there's a, it's a Dabr HaAvad, and even then you can't do Tirchi Yaseira, right? The mayor says no. It doesn't have to be a Dabr Sheishlo Hefset. It doesn't have to be Dabr HaAvad. Even if you want to make a profit, you could do that too, as long as it's not too much work. So the mayor says, you're allowed to. That's for Chom Matir Mzebzeh. Chom say, Rashi says here, Rashi is called Sadakula, Hashkis Moed, Zoram Shalom Shasluk, Le'er Moed, but even if it involves a little extra work, Rameir is not so mocked. 
Let's say it was a very, it was a clay field, a field that's very muddy and clay that needs a lot of water. And if it dries up, it's very bad. It gets very hard. Then mutter. Then you're allowed to. What's mutter? Right? So he says it's mutter. Because since when it's lost uh, until it, it needs to be wet, and if you're not mashed, it's a it's a big loss. Say the Yaseira Rashi says, say the Yaseira, even though Dazim Yaakov says that you're allowed to in that case. We said you can't uh, water these on the Chalamoy. That's like our Mishnah. That's only what if you didn't water them before. If you didn't water them before, you shouldn't. That we saw in the Mishnah. And if it's a clay field, mutter in all circumstances, because if it goes dry, it'll be involved with big loss. Ain saw the grid. Grid means it's totally bare. In other words, there's nothing growing there at all. That you don't do, Bemoy, because there's no, no reason to be matter there. That's not good. You know, it, it, there's no loss. You're not, it's not working. But the Chamin again, Rameir, is matter in all cases, because he says you can even do it for a profit. Even if there's a little work involved, not a problem, according to Rameir. We don't hold like Rameir. Let's say you have a little garden in the back of your house. You're allowed to sprinkle it. Mashkin means taking real water, a real water source. That's really watering it. Tabitza uh, is sprinkling it. You could do this little sprinkle of cholamoy. Why? Why? But he's really learning it from the chacham. We don't pass in that way. Why? What's the reason why? So the Chum say you're allowed to, meaning we're mayor. My time at the Aflum Meshav Lecharfer. All you're doing is what's going to be later. You're bringing it earlier. All you're doing is you're 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 uh, bringing closer the time that it's going to grow. The mayor says you're allowed to do that. Turn about my beats and start a love and bishvias. I love more. Listen to this. You're allowed to again sprinkle. He didn't say water. You're allowed to sprinkle a sada love. What's a sada love? And that's a field, a grain field that grows mostly with rainwater. You're allowed to sprinkle it. On Shemitah, Avalobamoy. Oh, so the Tanakama, so when he says Avalobamoy, why can't you do a Chalamoy? Presumably because there's no loss involved, right? Mabitz and Sadalava, which is why you allowed to do it on Shemitah then? You can't do it on Chalamoy because there's no loss. So why are you allowed to do it on Shemitah? Because again, on Shemitah, what's the Isser? As we said, Zorea, Zomer, Kotzer, Botzer. Those are the only ones that are awesome in the Torah. Everything else is also Rabbanan. And the rabbi said, okay, you know, just to maintain it, it's okay, not so bad, even if there's not a big loss. So, I have a We had a bite which says you can you can even sprinkle it on moed as well. That's In other words, as we said, the rabbanan said, you're allowed to do these things, rabbanan meaning remeyer. says you can't. Another bite said, Erev Shvias, listen to this. You can sprinkle a field Erev Shemitah, so that, the, so that stuff should grow, the vegetables should grow on Shemitah. A grain field, you can sprinkle on Shemitah. So here again, why are you allowed to do that? Because this is not an Isser, the rice is an Isser, and how much did the Rabbanan make an Isser? It doesn't say you can water the field, but you could sprinkle a bit just so, so things keep things going a little bit. So the question, how far did you go? Not clear who is this price is like, right? Before we said, that's that's what we said. That would be Rabbonam. And Rabbonam and Yaakov says, no, you could do it on Shmi, on Shvias, but not on Moed because it's not a Pseida. So there's no reason to be moderate. 
The other Bryson, it says, Mabitz and Sarlovan, Erev Shvias, Geishas, Yerakas, Meshvias, Veloed Elshem, Mabitz and Sarlovan, Meshvias, Geishas, Yerakas, Meshvias. Presumably, that would also be like the Rabbanim. Would Rabbi Lazar ben Yaakov agree with that also? Not Mashmah that way, because he says, Rabbi Lazar ben Yaakov says, you can't be Marbets on Chalamoy, but he says, you could be Marbets on Shvias, so maybe you could even go like Rabbi Lazar ben Yaakov. Other things you have to do to maintain your field it doesn't only involve watering. For example, you have to get rid of the vermin. So today we use pesticides and all kinds of other things. What about capturing the, um, the rodents and the rodents that damage your field? So at Southern Isha, you're allowed to capture uh, a rodent that's called an Isha. The Isha, it's, it's, they translate it as a mole or some sort of a rodent like that. Uh, some say it's like a, a hulda, a weasel of some sort. Desafbarn and mice, misara ilan, from a tree field, umisara lovan, and from a grain field, kedarka bamoi de bishvias. You're allowed to. Why? Because otherwise it causes a tremendous loss. So even though you're, you're, you're improving the field a little bit, but you're not really, you're, you're really preventing, it's really prevention. You're preventing a loss. So you're allowed to do that both on chalamoi and on shmita. Bacham moment, misara alivan kedark. Pardon? Why is it on shmita? Does it make sense? Why, Why are you allowed to? Yeah. Oh, so okay, because number one, um, yeah, so stuff can grow on that sometimes stuff stuff might grow on shmita that you're allowed to use. Yeah, let's say let's say you planted something a few years before, or trees, trees, trees grow on trees grow on shmita, right? So so depending on when they grew, when could you eat the apples? The next year or the or the previous year? If it's from, if they grew from the previous year, the apples are usually from the previous year. But whatever it is it's on shmita, are you allowed to prevent the animals from? Destroying those apples. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What does he say? Yeah. Prime. Right. Well, Karka. Right. No. So he's asking something. He's saying what? He's saying why are you allowed to do it? Okay, so you're also improving the field. As he's saying, Tosa says you're adding, when you remove the animals, you're also, you're also removing stones and things like that. Okay, but it's prevention. Again, the point of all this is, is that on Shemitah, what's only Asimitaraisa is the things we mentioned, planting and harvesting. The other things is only Asimitaraisa. So the rabbi said, where it's uh, to prevent the loss like this, you're allowed to do that, or where it doesn't involve a lot of work. So says, from a Sada Ilan, from a uh, tree field, there you could do it in a normal way because there apparently the loss would be greater. He says, uh, uh, it's, a, it's a great loss. Hefsaburu Rashi calls it, like he said before, say the Yasera. It's a great loss. But a sort of loving where the grain field and a grain field, the animals aren't. In other words, apparently they can ruin the trees or ruin the fruits of the trees much, much easier than they can ruin a whole grain field. So there you have to do it with a bit, a bit of a shinui. The loss isn't that great. So you should do it with a shinui uh, this way. That's the chum say. And it's not clear who the chum is. It's, this, it's not necessarily Rameir who argues before about the watering. Here, it's the chum say that at least on a sort of level where the loss isn't a great, you should do shalokadarko. Umakarna sapirza, let's say the wall broke down. So now you have to worry about people stealing it and animals coming in, et cetera. So if the wall broke down from the field, you're allowed to fix that up on chalamoid again because there's a pseida, right? You can fix it on chalamoid. On shmita, you could build it as it is. Again, shmita doesn't, you're not planting or 
or watering or anything like that, you're allowed to build it, even though it looks, Rashi says, it looks like you're guarding the fruits, which you're not supposed to, right? It's supposed to be healthier for everybody, but it, it might look that way, but you're really doing it to protect it in the long run, and you're allowed to do that. My Ishus, what Ishus, what kind of an animal is Ishus Amarabuta? Berish Amarabuta, it's a it's a rodent of some sort. It's some sort of a creature that has no eyes, can't see. So the Pasuk in Tilm's talking about Rishomen says, Kamo Shabu, like a snail, uh, it will melt away as it goes out. And what it means is, is that Rashi says that um, when, when the snail comes out of its shell, so it starts falling apart and uh, liquids come out of it until it, it melts and it dies. It's got to stay in the shell. So he's saying the Russia should be that way. A young Aishas, a young mole, uh, will, will die because it can't see and he can't see the sun. It doesn't see anything, so it falls into the hole and dies that way. In other words, he's saying Rasham should fall apart that way. So the Aishas is some sort of a rodent. Maybe it's a mole or, or a weasel of some sort. It's some sort of an animal. I don't know if we have those today that don't have eyes, they can't see. That's what the Tanakhama said, not the Chachamim. Right, that, that you can capture these things on a set of oven or a set of Elon, meaning on Chalamoid or on Shemitah, like the Mishnah said. And you're allowed to destroy ant holes because the ant holes also destroy your field. How do you do that? How do you destroy ant holes? Each ant hole has its own sort of family of ants. So if you bring the dirt, if you take, if you take dirt from, uh, from one ant hole, and put it in another ant hole, which is foreign to those, the ants won't recognize one another, and they strangle one another. The ants themselves get into a war, and they kill one another, and that's the way to destroy it. Pardon? You have to try it. Amrav Yehim, up, but you have to listen to the rules. You have to, you have to follow the rules very carefully. Amrav Yehim, Rasham, That's only if the ant holes are far away from another, they're on different sides of the river. Right, there's different sides of the river. Now, if they're on the same side of the river, then they have cousins and they do interact and they, they, they won't help. They have to be on two different sides of the river. There's also, there's no bridge. If there's a bridge crossing the river, then they still visit their cousins and they know one another and they won't kill each other. There's not even a, 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 a plank bridge, like a, a, just a board going across the river because they ants, that's good enough for the ants too. There's not even a rope. There's not even a, a, a bridge with a rope. That means that the plank on it is so small that you have to hold on to a rope. You know, those old kind of bridges where they're so, they're so uh, uh, shaky that you can't cross it unless you're holding on to an, a rope that goes across from the top to hold your balance. There's none of that. None of these things. If, if any of those things are there, the ants would just go back and forth over the river. Ad Kama, how far is that? Ad Pirsa, until a parasang, like four uh, Roman miles, they call it, you know? Rashi says, How far these holes, ant holes, far apart that if there's a river and there's no bridge, if there's no, if there's no, let's say it's only a half a persa or a mile or two between them, even though there's a river and there's no way to cross it, they still can smell one another and they won't. Kill one another. So the way to kill it is you got to really you got to go far away, far away, and uh, you know across the river with no way for them to cross. And it's still got to even then it's got to be far, far away, and take the dirt from one and do it to another. Today we have pesticides and things like that which would take care of the problem. 
All right, we'll stop here. We'll pick up here tomorrow, Mitchum. Have a good day, everybody. Bye. Yeah, yeah.